Okay, so we are um, going to get to, God willing, today's daf, which is daf Yudalid. But with that being said, we are a little bit behind and we're starting from Ula Meymar. bad about it because exactly what happened seven and a half years ago. You stopped exactly the same spot. We fell behind, so there you go. See that? So with tradition. So it's tradition for us already. <laughs> right. You'd think by the second time around, the students would start catching on faster, so I'd be able to catch up. Tradition to follow. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Frag the... Okay, so let's get right to it. According to Amemer, Amemer says that when doing Meshicha with the Gentile, that actually does work. So if I take possession, I pull it into my domain for a Gentile, then... No money, no transfer. The Meshicha alone is what creates the transfer. So the Hanicha. But the Nehem, or are we talking about our. Our, there's our law with them. This is what their law is. Okay, okay. so this is a Shita of Amemar. Now, therefore, Hanicha, if it will work out, if that Amemar agrees with Rabbi Yochanan, the Amar Dvartorah Moskonos, that the Jews' way to acquire okay. is cash. And therefore, then everything works out. Mashiach So for a Jew, to a Jew, it's only cash. That's the Torah law. It's the rabbis who instituted to, to, to switch it to Mashiach. But mina Torah, the cash is the king. And therefore, then it makes sense. That to, from Jew to, from a, a Gentile to Jew, it's with, it's with uh, Mashiach. From Jew to Jew, it's, uh, it's with money. Okay, so then at work, then we have the drushes working out perfectly. Okay? So, what is the drush of Amisecha doing? It's reversed now. To your fellow Jew, it's with money. But to a Gentile, it's not with money, it's with Mishicha. With the other one, Mishicha, with pulling, with taking into your possession. Ella, the question is this. If if we're going to assume a memer holds like Ruhu Rish Lakish, Damra Meshicha Mefureshes Torah, who says that that the fact that there's a kingdom of Meshicha for for a Jew to Jew is explicit in the Torah. What pasuk did they use for that? It's um, he says uh, 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 it doesn't explain what it is, but okay. it's, the, it's the shita, right? So uh, he says Miyada Misecha. Mashma miyad. He reads the words hand. Miyad, okay, so. In the hand, meaning hand it over. That's what makes the transaction to your fellow Jew is by hand. So if that's the way, um, which is the way Rish Lakish looks at it, so then we know that the Jews have Mashiach. So then la'amisecha lamali. What is the drush of Amisecha? It's coming to, it's out, the simple read of Amisecha is coming to <laughs> say this is for a Jew, but not for a Gentile. But actually that's not true according to Amemar, because it is for a Gentile. They also have Mashiach. So what is the words Amisecha teaching us? That's the question. So Amri, I'll tell you. Amisecha to Max here or no? It's teaching us a whole other halacha. To your fellow Jew, that's when you have to return when you charge them more than the sixth the, the allowable amount of overcharging. Okay? There's a range of what is considered a fair price. Once you're beyond that fair price, buy a sixth. So, according to Jewish law, to a fellow Jew, you got to give back that overage. Or, or it cancels the sale. That, uh, that law does not apply from Jew to Gentile. When you sell something to a Gentile, even if you oversold it more, to, uh, more than its value, you... Um, 
the sale is still valid and he, he doesn't have a recourse to you, okay, according to Jewish law. That's the basis. So Gimbal says, that I don't need a pasuk for. It says, do not overcharge your brother. So it's clear that the law of overcharging is to a fellow Jew. So we already know the source for that. So the Gemara says, You're right. There's one source talking about the Gentile. Um, and that's what that, uh, that's one pasuk. And the other pasuk is as well as by Hegdish. When redeeming from Hegdish, um, there is no such thing as overcharging or underpaying. It's do- both directions, by the way. When I'm the one who, I, I see that somebody's selling something that has great value, and he's not aware of the value that he, that he, what he, of what he's selling. Like he's selling some artwork that he found in his garage, and I know that that's a, a real Picasso. And I say, oh, hey, what, a, what a horrible copy of a Picasso. I'll give you a couple of bucks for it, right? But you know that it's real. That's called over no. uh, underpaying, and that's prohibited to a fellow Jew. When it comes to Hegdish, however, um, there is no laws of Ona. There's no such thing. You know, whatever Hegdish sells it at is what it's sold at, and irrelevant what people are willing to pay. Whatever, whatever it comes to, whether it was underpaid or overpaid, there's no laws of Ona when it comes to Hegdish. Well, Hegdish can own property. The guy donated the contents of his garage to Hegdish. Garage, the, the Hegdish sells it to the public. Right. And cash. To get cash. So now, right. So now who, now if the, we underpay, that's also on now. If Hegdish sells it, doesn't realize what it has. Right. For 20 bucks, it's worth it's, 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 it's done. It's, what's done is done. That's it. There's no on as far as Hegdish goes. So, so you don't have to repay Hegdish. So I mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Right. Okay. So that's the reason you can make hanky panky too. Right. Now, Utsrihi. No, it's a real problem. Right. Because Kohanim, you could be able to buy things from the Hegdish for very, very cheap because they didn't next door to each other. Right. There is no Ona. Okay. Now, I'm not saying it's a nice thing to do. That's all discussion. Okay, it's all up and up. That's another discussion. Now, Utsrihi, why do we need to talk about both the Gentile and Hegdish? The answer is simple. If we only have one source, I would think that's limited to just the Gentile. Ah, well, Hegdish, yes, no, but we want to make sure Hegdish gets its full value, so there will be no issues with Hegdish. Kamash that we don't say that. Now, Halnicha, fine. That's every, so far, so good. Now, Halnicha, this factor that we're saying what Lamisecha would be, the alternate teaching of Lamisecha is to teach us regarding overcharging. So that works fine. Lemani Amrgzelo Asr, who says that stealing from a Gentile is prohibited. Okay? But, then we need a special allowance because you're not allowed to steal from the Torah, mm-hmm. from a Gentile, and therefore, onah, you need a source to say that that you are allowed because maybe it's along the lines of stealing. Because obviously it's not quite stealing because he willfully paid you for something. But if you are allowed, if thievery was allowed so then, uh, or, you know, so from the Torah, so then surely... Oh no, they don't need a source for that. If you stole from a Gentile, you would be allowed to keep what you stole. There's no, ob- no obligation to return what you stole. It doesn't mean that you can steal. It just means that what you stole is, you, is what's done is done. It's not, it, you know, there's no, right? You stole it fair and square, in other words. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's an expression. <laughs> You don't have to repay it that double like you do. With You're right. Well, no, you don't have to repay it yeah, yeah. once yeah, you yeah. stole it. Right. If I was able to get away with it, 
That's it. You know, so that's an opinion. It's not everybody's opinion. It is an opinion. Anyway, then Onam Mibayla, obviously overcharging is nothing to talk about. We would not need a source for Onam. So, so Amri, the Gemara says, you're right. Indeed, we held that way. So certainly they would be for, at that juncture, we'd be forced to hold like Rabbi Yochanan over Ishlakish that, um, that from the Torah's perspective, the way to acquire from a fellow Jew is strictly with money. And therefore, the Pasuk of Amisecha is telling you for a Jew it's money. For a Gentile, it's not money, it's Mishicha. And that's it. Brings us to the next thing. Meisve, we have a question. Somebody is purchasing scrap metal from a Gentile. Happens, okay? It's a big, like I said, um, I mentioned this, but it's a very Jewish business, the scrap metal business. Um, and uh, uh, anyway, so I'm buying a bunch of scrap metal from the Gentile. And while I'm looking through it, I find a little idol over there. So that's made out of the metal. So, if I took the box of scrap metal into my possession, mm-hmm. but I did not yet give him the cash to pay for it, so then I can still give it back. But if after I gave back, the, after I already paid him the cash, and I took it, so now, then, there's nothing I can do with the benefit for that idol. It's going to have to be thrown into the Dead Sea. Okay? That's the, okay. So basically, you're, it's forbidden to benefit from that idol. And it's too late. To, you can't get your money back. Now, now, if you say that money is what makes the Kenyan, so well, if I already paid the cash, even if I didn't take it, what, who, what, why is that even relevant? So the Gemara says, This Gentile agreed to take on Jewish law with, when dealing with you. So therefore, um, in, in, since in Jewish law it's the taking into possession that creates the transfer, so he accepted that upon himself that, okay, the sale is not finalized until you take it into possession. So the Gemara says, if that's true, Yachim Moslamali then why is the money a factor? We're saying both things have to be done. I took it already, and I paid the money, then it's too late. But if I took it and didn't pay the money, it's not too late for me to say, to reverse the sound, say, here, take it back. So what's the deal? So what it's saying is this, even if you gave the money, it's only the Mashiach that counts. If you pay, if you so we're saying that we're all we're explaining it differently. That even if you paid the cash, it only becomes yours if you actually took it into your possession. Otherwise, not. Uh, if that's true, kashirisha that doesn't fit with the next line, with the first line, because the first line said that I get, that I took it, but I didn't pay. I can still reverse the sale. So well, that and that's not true according to Jewish law. Once you take it, it's yours. Okay. So the Gemara says. Um, what's going on over there is that we have what's called a mistaken purchase. I thought I was getting scrap metal. It turns out I'm getting idols. That's not what I. That's not what I intended to buy. That's not what I. Certainly not what I bargained for. Right. Exactly. Right. So therefore, I can reverse the sale. So the Gemara says, "What's the difference?" So Amr le Rava, why in the same, every case, even if I paid the money mm-hmm. and I took possession, it's still a mistaken sale, so yeah. I should be able to reverse it no matter what. 
So Alam Rabbah, so therefore Rabbah says what's going on is this. Reish Vesef of course, they're both Mekachtos. What's the difference? Why in the Reisha do we let you retract and not in the Seifa? When you never gave the money, you just took it. We said you can still give it back. But, in the, but when you gave the money and took it, it's too late. <laughs> The answer is, Rachel delivers says, he since I didn't give the cash yet, doesn't look like the, like the idol was in your hands. Because after all, you didn't even pay for it. So it's not too late to retract. Seifa, the Avla, so he says, you already handed over the cash and it's already in my possession. It looks bad. It looks like you're already in possession. And therefore, people won't know that it was a, a, a mistaken purchase. And therefore, rabbinically, we treat it uh, as if it's uh, as if it, you know it's too late. That's the idea. You scored points for destroying the idol. If you were to, I look. I mean, if if that if that's what ha- makes you happy, then yeah, I guess you could say that that he gets he, he gets the added benefit of helping destroy the idol. But either way, he certainly is not interested in paying top dollar. F- just well, to destroy an idol. Right, exactly. Assuming people know the details of a transaction, they can witness the money changing hands, or are you taking possession of something? This is done uh, you know, privately, isn't it? Pretty much? Well, it's a just the point is, is that, I, I mean, you're asking no. about in general, about all, you know, all appearances, you know, like, at what point do you yeah, consider it? It's a, it's a transfer. It's a change. You know, it's an exchange. I mean, yeah. I guess the you know the, we're wor- we're worried about the passerby who's noticing things. Okay, he sees that. the ride exactly, and that's yeah. you know it's certainly not done in the secrecy, right? It's a it's it's a it's transaction. Open. It's an open transaction. Yeah. The door the door this door must remain open for during business hours. So what do the jewelry men do? What do the jewelry men do? I mean, he's selling jewelry. Part of the jewelry is, the, is, is all the kind of stuff. So These are the, excellent questions. That's a whole other discussion. I mean, first of all, hopefully that's not called idolatry because if it was, it would be a big problem. I know, if you don't consider idolatry, but if you right. so consider the, the picture of Jesus himself in, in, the, in the cross itself, yeah. what is that considered? So that's a question. It's a big question. And, um, you and know, you it's problem. discussed. No, it's discussed. It's discussed. It most, discussed. People, most people feel that it doesn't qualify quite like actual idol okay. it's it's uh it's know, an ornament it's an ornament right that's okay. all it is right exactly and on, on that basis so why we get do came in with the answer right here too this like is a this is a legit idol that was okay. that was a real the, idol okay a real idol that was actually worshipped that watching. was happened okay. to be in the scrap you know got mixed into yeah. the scrap okay. metal right yeah okay uh anyway so what's the difference um but that's the answer. So that's one answer. That's Rabbi's answer. Okay, it looks bad. Vabaye Amar Lach, he'll tell you different. Reisha Mekachtos. The reason why in the beginning it's the first case is a, is a mistaken purchase. The Lo Yada, because he didn't know. The Lo Yavle Susi. He he didn't pay attention. I'm usually not careful. What am I buying? Until I actually hand over the cash. So oh, you have scrap metal. Okay, let me see how much it is. Okay, you agree on a price, that's fine. But until I end of the cash, I'm going to look through what I got. Okay? So, Seifa, La Mekachtos, you can't call it Mekachtos, the given the Yavzuzi, if you're giving the cash, If you take, if you already took it into possession, you're going to be, if I prepaid the cash, I'm... You're stuck with it. Uh, yes, yeah, so since I know I'm stuck with it, I should, should have checked it out, and that's why you can't get away with saying it's a mistaken purchase. Okay, you should look before you pull it. Okay, 
Ravashi Amar, another explanation. Since in the Reisha, the Meshich alone is not a Kenyan. Seif Anam Meshich and Kona, the Seif is also the Meshich is not a Kenyan. What's the difference? The Meshich is not really a factor. The factor is only money. And that's it. And the reason why we said Meshich because even though you did the Meshich in the Reisha, it's not too late to reverse the sale because you didn't give the cash. In the Seifa, where you gave the cash, you, 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 you don't even need the Mashiach. That's really the fact. Um, and that is how Ravashi says, Ravina says the reverse. Ravina, Amar, me the Sefer Mashiach Kona. The fact that in the Sefer indicates that the Mashiach is what creates the Kenyan, because we said you, were, you did take it into your possession. Reisha, not Mashiach Kona, the Reisha also. The Mashiach makes the Kenyan. For Reisha, what it's saying in the Reisha is this. Im lo nasan velo mashach. If you didn't pay the money and you didn't take it, It's just your word then. Right. Then it's just your word. You agreed to pay. What does it mean? That means you can go back on your word. You can, you can, you know, renege on the deal. So I got to change my mind. I'm not, I'm not going through with this. Now, because even words is something that, uh, that you're basically a breach of trust. You have to be a man of your word. You agree to a price, agree to buy something. You said you're going to do that. That's something that you're obligated. But, Although that is generally true, that's only true from Jew to Jew, that their, the expectation is from Jew to Jew that you'll keep, be a man of your word. When, when a Jew buys from a Gentile, they will be happy to back out in no, in no time if they find a new buyer, even though they already agreed to sell it to you. Right, oh, somebody else came along. Happens all the time. We agreed on the price. I, you know, whatever. I already went through expenses. He says, well, there was nothing signed. No, no contract signed. Even though we uh, had a letter of intent, changed my mind. Happens all the time. So yep. there you go. So where, where does uh, shaking hands come into it? I remember my grandfather. Of course, a deal was a deal when they shook hands. Yeah, that is still the way it works in certain industries. Yeah. Uh, but the point being is is that it's it is is that is that unfortunately it, you know when transacting with the gentile it doesn't have the same expectations, and that's the, and because that's not the way they're going to work with you, so then therefore in this case where you suffer an uh, undue loss because of the idol, you are allowed to back out. Okay, and that's this, that. This uh, reminded me since today's my father's year. It's a very quick story about him. Yeah. A jewelry story in St. Right. Louis. And he used to he had a mixed clientele. He used to sell to certain people that were interested. It was a St. Christopher medal on one side and Tefila Sederuk on the other side. Uh, St. Christopher's like the saint of travel. Of travel, right. So they wanted to cover all their bases. All the bases. That's so interesting. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. Was that his invention? It's a good... It might have been. Might have been. Know, <laughs> huh. I don't think they got him that way. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm saying, right. 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 There's some people that... Uh, right. Now, with the Gentiles, is that like a uh, standard rule, or does it depend? Like, uh, you know, certain groups could be more trustworthy than others? It's, I, yeah, I, I don't know if there's... to have, like, a strong reputation versus, uh, say, certain other groups, you know? Like... Right, but I'm saying, I think, I, I don't know. I really don't know if there's a difference. But on a simple level, the basic, the basic you know, the basic principle is that there isn't the same obligation when there isn't the same expectation. That's really what we're saying. And from a, fellow, from a Jew to fellow Jew, 
then there is an expectation that, that a word is a word. And therefore, you have an extra obligation to stand by your word, even if you're going to suffer a loss. Okay, that's the that's the that's what becomes the standard that you are held up to, but from Jew to Gentile, there isn't that expectation, and uh, they 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 will very likely back out on the word, even though they give you a word. In other words, a word is worth nothing. So then then you're not obligated really more than that, um, and that's basically the the idea. So can it change? Possibly. Okay. Um, brings us to the new Mishnah. Anytime you have Kachim, where, a, where a, 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 a permanent blemish preceded their Hegdish. Okay? So they were already blemished, and I, unbeknownst to me, I didn't notice it, I made it Hegdish to be brought as a Korban. So Vinifto, and then I realized that, oh my goodness, look, I didn't see this blemish over here. So it obviously can't be brought. So Niftu was redeemed. In that case, that never really had the potential to be brought as a carbon. Mm-hmm. And since it never had the potential to be brought as a carbon, Chayavin, therefore, it is like a full-fledged, non-sanctified item once you redeem it. And therefore, Chayavin if it would give birth to a firstborn, it would be obligated in the firstborn sanctification. And if uh, I slaughter it, I would have to be obliged to give the gifts from the Zroa L'chayayim, the keva that we talked about, that go to a coin, on any chulin. And it is complete chulin when you redeem it. The gazes, I'm allowed to shear the, the, the wool off if it's a sheep. Or to work the animal. The offspring of that animal. And the milk of that animal, mutter, is all mutter lachabidyon after it's been redeemed. Because the, the sanctification was really not a sanctification of what we call Kedusha Zagof. It only had Kedusha Zaman. Why does he say lachabidyon? Oh, no, no, what? You're not allowed to ask God that. Okay, okay, you know, right? Oh, very good question. We will get to it. The Gemara obviously, talks about obviously, it. Yeah, obviously, it's going to focus on that. Right, right, exactly. So we'll get to it. If you slaughtered this animal outside the temple, on the Bama, we'll get to it. Oh, you're you're jumping also. Yeah, okay. Everything. He's back. He's back again. Yeah, yeah. I see you're back. <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> we missed you. Okay. He's in the time zone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, the okay. time zone ahead. Right. If you slaughter it outside, Potter, he will be Potter because this never had sanctity as Kedusha Zagop. We'll get to more. Venos and Tamura also doesn't transfer okay. to a Tamura. Like we're saying, it's not Kedusha Zagop. And if it dies, you have to, it's still redeemable. Okay? The only two examples of, of animals that are sanctified that had a mum before their sanctification that would not be treated as lenient as this is the firstborn and the Maser Behema. Because in both of those cases, the Torah explicitly provides that even with the blemish, they maintain a level of Kedusha Saguf of actual oh, sanctity. Yeah, cool. right. That's it. Firstborn yeah. and Meiser Behemoth. Yeah. Okay. And the Meiser and the Behemoth. And the tenth animal. Right. The Choshe Kodem Hekdeshen is more. But if it's the other way around, the Hekdesh was there first, and then later on it got a blemish. Omum over Hekdeshen, or it only had a temporary blemish that was minor, that... That, uh, that was there before the, you made it Hagdish. But post sanctification, 
it, it developed a permanent blemish, and then it's been redeemed. So now all of these laws are different. There's no obligation of firstborn because it has its already a sanctification. There's no gifts to the coin anymore. And it does not go fully back to, even after redemption, to become chulin. is as far as shearing, or to work with that animal. You're not allowed to do any of those stuff. Vladan vechalavan aser l'achabidyonan and the and the offspring and the milk are forbidden after they even after they've been redeemed. All, all of those the sanctification applies to those and they'll be prohibited to benefit. Vashochtamachutz and if in these cases you shech them outside the base of mikdash chayv you'll be chayv for doing that. Those in tamura it's also able to make a tamura vemeso and what if they die before. You are able to do anything. Yikbru, you're gonna to have to bury the. Yeah. You cannot redeem it anymore. It's too. It's even though it's a blemished animal, you can only redeem it if it's alive. So these, we'll okay. get to all of these. Question. All the steps. Okay. So one step at a time. Time it is. Question. What to do in bechorah and bechol? Chayavin bechorah and patu mirabchol. Where'd you read that? Okay. The first thing bechorah. Chayavin bechorah over matanot. And then it said, Chutz mina b'chor u mina ma'asir. B'chor is the firstborn. B'chora, it's b'chora, not b'chora, female, it's b'chora, the concept of firstbornness, of firstborn sanctification. In the second case, we're talking about the actual firstborn sanctified item. I'm still confused. We're talking about the mommy here, and here we're talking about the b'chor. Or the mom, okay. That's what we're talking about. Bechora meaning the mama itself and the mother of the, and if it would give mama birth at this juncture to a firstborn, does that firstborn have sanctity or not? That's what that's talking about. Okay. And the next thing is talking the about the the one that's exactly right. Okay. okay. So says the Gemara, Taima de Niftu. This is only because it's been redeemed. Okay? Meaning you you sanctified a pre-blemished animal before you realize you didn't realize and you made it kadosh. The halacha sounds like is that had you not redeemed it, then maybe it would be different. It's because you redeemed it, therefore it is now obligated. Should it give birth to a firstborn, that firstborn would be sanctified. But if I did not redeem it, then if it gives birth to a firstborn, that firstborn is not sanctified. Even though all the kedusha that it has is what's called kedusha's dummy. So hello niftu p'tur mina bechorah mina matanos. There's no gift. There's no bechorah. All that doesn't apply. Why? Because savar. Because this opinion of this mishnah holds kedusha's damim. Even though it, since it has kedusha's damim, madche mina bechorah or mina matanos. It pushes off firstborn kedusha and it pushes off the gifts to the kohen. There you go. Now, v'yotzin mechulin, and once you redeem it, it becomes full-fledged chulin, yeah. that I'm even allowed to shear this, the, the wool, I'm even allowed to work with the animal. Time of the niftu, again, it's only because it's been redeemed. How low niftu, niftu, but it had not been redeemed, asira begiz vavoda, it is forbidden to shear and to work while it is kedushas damim. Ms. Hala Rebelezer, which supports Rebelezer, damar kotche bedek abayis, asira begiz he says, Rebelezer holds that if you have kachim bittakabais, even though it never had sanctity of actual because of the guf, um, I, um, it is forbidden to shear those animals 
and to work with those animals. Okay, and uh, that's the and, and we're saying which is Rebbe Leizer's opinion. So I mean, not necessarily true. Lo could be kedushas damim lemizbeach who demichlefa bekedushas aguf. The reason why here it's not it's worse than a regular kedushas bedekabayis is because What's you. Because you intended to make it kadosh as a korban. Of course, you didn't realize that it can't be a korban because that has a blemish, but you didn't know that. So therefore, it's more easily exchanged in your mind with a real kedusha zaguf that is a fit to go on the altar. And therefore, gazur burabanan, the rabbis made exera that you cannot share or work with such an animal. When it starts out as just bedekabayis, I'm making this as a donation to the general fund of the temple. So then, there is no isur gizavavod, the, the shearing and the working of the animal, nobody, nobody has an issue with. Okay? Now, that is not to say, and it's important to understand this, this is not indicating that you're allowed to do kajay bergabayas and use it for your own use. We're talking yeah. about, is the animal allowed to be worked by anybody? Let's say there's a value to the wool, is the sell it. Right, maybe they can make money off of it. Yeah. We don't say that. Okay, so that's the idea. Uh, the whole is still, still dochet. The whole. We're going to get to the first, oh, right, yeah. right, but, right. That's the, that's the, that's the other part. Right, okay. so we, all we said so far is that the only, the only time that these things apply is after redemption. Now, moving on to the next thing, Mutter, the offspring of this redeemed. Again, blemished animal that was sanctified after you after it was already blemished, and you and, and now you redeemed it. So the vlad, the offspring, and the milk are mutter. Now When was this animal become? When did it become impregnated? That's the question. Oh. If it was already pregnant and it already gave birth, and it, if it first became pregnant and then it gave birth, after it's already been redeemed, meaning first I have a blemished animal that I sanctified to be a carbon, then the coin says, you can't make this a carbon. Look, it's, it has a broken leg. So like, oh, I didn't know that. So now you got to redeem it. So I redeem it. What now? I, I bring it into my pen, and then it gets pregnant, and then it has a, an off, uh, you know, has a... a, a it gives birth. So that, Pshita, it's too obvious, of course, that, that, that it's Chulaninu. Of course you can, that offspring should be permitted. The whole thing's Chulin. We're talking about, while it belonged to Agdish, it became pregnant. But now, after I redeemed it, it gave birth. But it been, when it was in the hand of Hagdish, it or when it was already sanctified, that's when it became impregnated. So, then, if it, it gave birth, that's when the Vlad is permitted. I'm allowed to benefit from that offspring. But if the offspring was born before I redeemed it, it would be prohibited. Okay? Meaning, I sanctified this blemished animal to be a korban. It can't be a korban. But in the meantime, until I redeem it, it became pregnant and gave birth. So I cannot benefit from that offspring. What status is the offspring is really the question. So that's what the Gemara gets to. Niftin Tamimin? Oh, ain't Niftin Tamimin. So I, I understand. I, need, I can redeem the, the mother, but what about the offspring? There, it does not have any blemish on it. It can actually be brought as a korban, perhaps. 
So maybe I can't redeem it out of Hegdish's hands. Or can I or can't I? That's the discussion. So Tashmagavni approve. Hamatvis Bali Mumin Bikwin Lifne Ligabe Mizbeh, which is exactly our case. He, he, he set aside a blemished animal that with a permanent blemish to be brought as an offering. Mistakenly. Okay? Vialdu, and it gives birth. Yimkaru, you can sell the offspring. You don't need to wait for a blemish for that offspring. Why? Because they don't have any sanctity on the offspring. Why? Because they can't be more the secondary thing. The secondary thing. The offspring can't be better or higher level sanctity than the mother. And just like the mother just had what's called a Kedusha's Damim, a monetary value that's perfectly redeemable as is, the offspring can't be better than that. And therefore, it's redeemable as is without any blemish. Okay? Taima, so the Gemara says, interesting, Taima, this indicates, Shiloye Tafel Chamor Meniker is the only reason why I can, I can redeem that offspring Unblemished. What if it's a different case where I have an, a ram that doesn't have a blemish, but I never had a mind to, to donate it to a korban, but I'm having a mind I want to donate it as a, as, as just as a donation to the general fund upkeep of the Beis Hamikdash. That would, in fact, since it's fit to be brought as a korban, it has a sanctity of a korban. Which is a Messiah of the Rav, which supports Ravadam Rava, Hikdir Zachaladamim, even though I sanctified it to be just value, it's value sanctified, Kaldush Kedush Zaguf. Since it's fit to be brought as an offering, it's automatically elevated to the status of Kedush Zaguf, and that's the bottom line. All right, we can do a little drop more. A little bit longer, so we're not as far right. If you slaughtered this animal outside, you will be Potter. Now, Rebelazar Masni Chayev. Here's another version. And in Reb Loza's version, he says that if you shecht these animals outside, you will be chayev. <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> he says that what is going on is a bamas yachid. That what we call uh, in our dafyomi, the backyard bama. A person has an ability at a certain points in history um, when we didn't have a base on Migdash. So you're allowed to bring private, on your private altar, certain types of offerings. Okay? Um, so, that Bamas Yachid, we're saying, you, if you brought that, bama, that this animal on your Bamas Yachid, you will be um, Chayev. That's what Rav Elazar is saying. How do you know that if you bring a, an animal that is blemished on your private altar? It went a time when I'm allowed to bring offerings on my private Bama. Okay, Shubalota said that there's a negative prohibition for doing so. Because you're not allowed to bring, even though you're allowed to bring your, your private offering on your backyard Bama, but not. but not a blemished one. Where do you know that from? Do not slaughter to God a Shorvaseh. And what is it talking about? Can't be talking about a major Bama, which is the, the central the central Mizbeach, um, where like when they had a Mishkan or something like um, in, uh, in, the, you know, in Nov or in okay. Givon, those are, they were temporary Mishkan, which was the Bama Gedola, that was the central area to bring Korbanos. But 
Um, I right. So if it's not talking about the bamagdola, why dechsev everes o shavori? Already says explicitly that any blemished animal is unacceptable. Is unacceptable. So tenei inu lebamis yachid must be by virtue of process of elimination. It's talking about a bamis yachid. So I am I stuck or can I do a drum more? Maybe sure, you can another do it. minute. Maybe okay. okay. Ema. So let us just say, How do you know that it's talking about that? Maybe it's talking about firstborn, and we're talking about Obama's, Obama, Obama, uh, the Obama Gedola. Meaning, since after all, a Bechor has Kedusha, even if it's a Balmum, maybe I could bring the, a, 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 a Bechor as a Balmum. And it's telling me not. So the Gemara says, as far as that goes, Amri Bechor We have a special, explicit puzzle for firstborn that when it's blemished, it cannot be brought. So that can't be, so that's out, that's out of the equation. We're going to go through, uh, as we get to tomorrow, more examples of possibilities that maybe we don't have to be moving on to the Bamas Yachid. We could talk about the Bamagadola and talk about cases like Bechor, like Meiser Behema, for example, and other examples where there's a reason to believe that even though it's blemished, maybe you can bring it because it does have somewhat of a sanctity. We'll see more That's about it. Thank you very much. Uh, offspring can't be of a higher level of Kedusha.